Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. Well, my friends, we are beginning today a brand new series on enjoying the journey, one that's going to last for a little while, and I hope you'll be with us on every stop because for the next several weeks, we're going to be studying what the Bible has to say about prayer. I don't know about you, but every time I hear about this subject, I get under conviction because none of us have arrived. And none of us have, have become what we ought to in this matter of prayer. Now, there's so many things that God teaches us in His Word about prayer, but I want to begin with a very simple thought today, and it is really the title that I want to give to our entire series study. It's found in Luke chapter 11. In Luke 11, verse 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Did you get the phrase, Lord, teach us to pray? Could I challenge you right now? You may be driving down the road. You may be sitting at home. You may be... Uh, running, you may be doing any number of things, but wherever you are, would you breathe a prayer to God right now? Even as you're listening, would you pray this with me? Would you pray right now, Lord, teach me to pray. Lord, teach me to pray. What a prayer this is. This is the first prayer. This is a good starting place for us to study this matter of prayer. Now, we're in the gospel according to Luke. It might interest you to know that Luke actually records more about Christ's prayer life than any other gospel writer. I would challenge you to study that a little bit. For example, in Luke chapter 3 and verse number 21, Luke records for us these words. Let me just read it to you. The Bible says, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. Did you ever notice that as Jesus was baptized, He was praying? And did you notice that prayer opens heaven? That prayer brings the Holy Spirit's help? That prayer causes God to speak? That prayer sets in motion the Lord's work? Oh, what a beautiful first picture that Luke gives us in the baptismal waters of the Jordan River of Jesus praying. And then you come to Luke chapter 5 and verse number 16. And the Bible says, And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. He was not just a public man. He was a private man. In fact, the Lord Jesus desired more to be in the Father's presence than to have everybody listen to Him. I love this. Christ is praying. He's communing with the Heavenly Father. Why did Jesus pray? Did you ever think about it? He prayed first as man. Remember, He's the God-man. He's all man. He's the perfect man. If the perfect man needed divine supply, how much more do we need the aid of heaven? But I believe this. I believe Jesus not only prayed as man, I believe He prayed as God. God talking to God. I believe one of the great reasons why the Lord Jesus often was withdrawing from the crowds to talk to the Father is that He just wanted to commune. You see, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit had been in eternal communion with one another and He wanted that. He hungered for that. May I ask you, do you? 
Shouldn't the highest goal of prayer be not to get something from God, but rather just to be with God? Then you come to Luke chapter 6 and verse 12, where it says, It came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. We don't hear much about that kind of praying anymore. And yet this was the prayer meeting that Jesus had just before he calls and appoints the twelve disciples. I believe that before every great work and before every major decision, there ought to be extended seasons of prayer. If Jesus did it, how much more should we? And then you come to Luke chapter 9, verse number 18. It came to pass as he was alone praying. His disciples were with him, and he asked them, saying, Whom say the people that I am? I love this. The spirit of prayer opened up conversation with Christ. I love it that while they're there in this prayer meeting, Jesus begins speaking to His disciples. A friend, in prayer, you don't do all the talking. Jesus begins to speak. In the same chapter, in verse 28, He takes Peter and John and James and goes up into a mountain to pray. And the Bible says in Luke 9, 29, And as He prayed, the fashion of His countenance was altered, and His raiment was white and glistering. Friend, in prayer, you get a glimpse of God. You go into the inner circle. I believe that the mountain was often Christ's prayer clause that He would go there to be alone. And uh, it's not just about getting away from the multitudes, though that's important. It's just about getting alone with the Lord. And as He prayed, the fashion of His countenance changed. Oh, the disciples fell asleep there, just like they did in Gethsemane. It's a picture of most of us sleeping when we ought to be praying. But our Lord Jesus was always praying. He was praying at night. He was praying in the morning. He was praying all through the day. Uh, life for Him was His prayer life. Might I say to you, your Christian life is your prayer life. As a matter of fact, in Luke 23 verse 46, He dies praying. He ends talking to the Heavenly Father. From start to finish, the ministry of Jesus Christ was a prayer ministry. And everything else grew out of the overflow of that. And so it's very apt that this same gospel writer, Dr. Luke, is the one who records for us this section where the disciples said, Lord, would you teach us to pray? It's the only thing recorded that the disciples ever asked Jesus to teach them. I think I would have said, Lord, would you teach me to heal people? Lord, would you teach me to speak like you speak? Would you teach me to multiply bread and feed thousands like you do. But instead, they said, Lord, will you teach us to pray? It was Dr. John Rice years ago that said, all of our failures are prayer failures. Why is that? Because everything else in life grows out of your prayer life. If you pray like you ought to pray, you'll be what you ought to be. In the presence of God, He changes you. If you pray like you ought to pray, you'll do what you ought to do because out of prayer, the Lord gives you wisdom and power to act and do what He wants done. It might just be today that the greatest prayer you could pray today is not for the thing you're asking for. Let's back up one step. Maybe the greatest prayer we could all pray today is this, Lord, teach us to pray. Notice He does not say teach us how to pray. Uh, most of us truly know how to pray. If you know how to talk, you know how to pray because prayer is just conversation with heaven. It's taking your conversation and sending it Godward so we know how to pray. That's not really our excuse. Our problem is we just don't do it. You have not because ye ask not. So would you pray today this prayer with me? Lord, teach us 
to pray. And the next time we meet and study together, we're going to see how Jesus responded. And all that the Lord has to say to us from His Word over the next few weeks, we're entering, as Andrew Murray used to say, with Christ into His school of prayer. And the Lord has much to say to us. May the Lord make us willing and ready students. Lord, teach us to pray. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.